1: no purchase
2: necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hello and welcome to Footballistically, Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. Sitting opposite me is the last vestige of Pro Venga support. Josh, psychic Josh, psychic Josh. Fresh from attending the match at the lane. You right, Josh? Yeah, I don't think it's about me today, is it? I think you've it's about lots missed, of things. missed the point very really no. early on. And we've also got James Ollies back, um, chief football correspondent, Sand, is that correct? Correct. No less, and author of excellent book, The Deal, which we've just heard coming out on paperback soon.
2: Yes, uh, it's coming out. I think in August. Um, I haven't written the extra chapter yet, ah. but it will be very good. Hopefully, I'm sure, depending and, on what John has to say. Yeah, and
1: you were there at the lane, presumably covering I was, the biggest, I was. The, the huge match, and definitely there was Robbie of Arsenal Fan TV fame, who emerged. I feel like Jon Snow in Game of Thrones in the Battle of the Bastards <laughs> when he was stuck, surrounded by thousands, a horde of seething twats, and you emerged. You survived. <laughs> In, you're, you're fine from that experience at the
3: lane. Well done. Just Welcome, bad. Robbie.
0: Back <laughs> you, to life, like Jon Snow, as well. Yeah.
3: You look very calm, I'd say, Robbie. Considering you just have, you basically yeah. had your own police cordon, you look incredibly calm.
1: <laughs> it's yeah, just right. how but he but travels like, now. Like you, like you said, you can
3: take care of yourself. Yeah. Um,
1: maybe we should cover that just to uh, just yeah. to say, you obviously you your you you put a video out where you mm. said what happened to you if any, i mean everyone will find it on your hey <laughs> on masterfan tv etc um and there was footage of you be surrounded by these people <laughs> um and you said you, you had a racist racist stuff mm-hmm. yelled at you and yep. um and So I was looking at, obviously, on Twitter, the response on Twitter, and a lot of Spurs fans, some Spurs fans were apologising, which was nice of them. Uh, do you see any of those? I saw some. Yeah, no, yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of that. Lots some of said, emails as well. Oh, cool. Some said that you kind of, you know, in a kind of blaming the victim scenario, said you brought it on yourself for daring to want to film anywhere near the ground <laughs> and so what, what would your answer to that be that and some even some arsenal fans have sort of said that you know what do you think what do you think it's going to happen when you film outside Whiteout lane and you're such an prominent famous arsenal fan and and, mm. and what, what's your what would you say to that
0: that i will not even filming <laughs> oh okay. so, so oh, that's go. the thing you know people don't know the facts mm. you know, um, the, the the thing is is that Last year we filmed outside the ground, and what yeah. they do is they cordon off that road. So the only people on that road is Arsenal fans on so immediately outside the away end. Uh, when we went to do it this year, they said they no filming. Right. So because they said no filming, we decided that, okay, we'll go back to Frindsbury Park and ah, film. Oh, okay. So we didn't do any filming. Oh, so it was just you being you? <laughs> I was just going, I was just trying to make my way home. Oh, Christ. And, um, <laughs> that's horrible. you know, so if that's bringing it on myself, just oh. trying to walk home from a football game, well. Blimey. You know, but, you know, uh, it's sort of moved on slightly that, that Spurs have been in contact with oh, me, okay. the club. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they said that they're going to, if they find anybody who made any racist comments, they're going to take serious action on them. And they've also said that, you know, they, they are making improvements with the new stadium where hopefully that bottleneck that a lot of Arsenal fans, you know it, Josh, when you go yeah. down there, it's terrible when you leave the game. Yeah. Um. They're saying that when they have the new stadium, that sort of stuff won't exist. So I was quite encouraged by that.
1: But you're right. A lot of, you know, there, there is a horrendous... I mean, it's years since I, I went, but because I had a horrible experience, like 10 years ago, I think it must have been. It was just... <clears throat> Horrendous. That you're
3: right. That you yeah,
0: he's still the just, same. Um, and,
3: do, you, Robert, do you think it's not like that for Spurs fans when they come? Well, that's what Austin. I was going to say. It, it's yeah. just not, and it's, even at Hybrid, I don't, think, hybrid, it is, I don't no. think it was that bad. Maybe no. I've got rose tinted glasses on it. I don't know what James. Any thought? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> it's,
0: it's, not, it's not. like that at all at the Emirates, and it wasn't.
1: It never used to be like that at, at yeah. a hybrid either. But. I mean um, Arsenal fans aren't angels there's obviously there are some oh, Arsenal, Arsenal fans <laughs> that shout still shout Yido at Spurs you know which I find which obviously is completely offensive mm. and there are Arsenal fans I mean when when I went away in Europe there are Arsenal fans just saying awful things when we went to Germany that you know I've talked about before on mm. the podcast so Arsenal fans there's always a small group of the worst kind of people are drawn to football I Every but that club. Yeah. but I think the difference is at, at, at the lane when you go there is there's it's just I mean there are a lot of people surrounding you on that video <laughs> um, and it just looked it just did Look like a horrible situation. A lot of I saw a lot of Oster fans going. It's it's incredible. It's gone on for years. Spurs have never done anything just to just to give people mm. a sense of protection or security in in that bit of uh, yeah. outside the ground.
0: And that was the point I was trying to make. You know that you yeah. know something needs to be done about that. Uh, I mean, also in that melee, somebody threw like a thunder clap or some sort of bang or something that had all the police spooked as well. Oh, I thought they God. were going to run off when that went off. But um, you know. As I said, uh, what Spurs have said to me today is that, you know, when yeah. the new when the new stadium opens, they're they're saying that they don't think those issues are going to exist because of the changes that they're going to make. So we only have to so wait
1: uh, however many years, two well, years, two years. years. <laughs> we'll find yeah. out. And obviously it won't happen at Wembley. At Wembley will be like a yeah. no. usual situation anyway.
0: Well, at Wembley
2: for the semis, they, I mean, they literally split them right down Wembley Way, did right. they? they? had a police mm. line all yeah. the way down, yeah. And you went left if you were Arsenal, you went right if you were Man City or whichever way it was. Yeah. So you assume they'll, they'll adopt something similar when they play their home games there.
1: And was there a nice atm- atmosphere for you, Josh? At the at it's the, the
3: one place that you still go into and you still think it's a bit menacing. It's a bit not nice. There were, you know, I walked in about two minutes before kickoff. I was running quite late, um, and yet there were people, you know, fighting with the police and people being arrested and being pushed. Into police. It's the one place that just every year it seems to matter. You know what the importance of a game or the time of year is always trouble. Yeah, Mm. seems to be. I thought, considering and we'll come on to the game. Obviously, Mm. I thought considering how bad we were performance-wise, the fans weren't terribly on the back of the team in a way yesterday. It just seemed a reluctant, just sort of acceptance of how bad we were, which I thought Mm -hmm. was interesting. And I don't know. I left early. I've got to admit, I never leave early. We left a couple of minutes early. One because I didn't really want to face the what it's always like outside, and two because we were not getting back into that game. We could have played another ninety minutes. but it did feel that actually that the fans weren't quite as, as sort of abusive or angry as they have been in recent weeks. Mm. Are you, did you stay to the end, Rob? I stayed till the end, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I got
0: caught up in it. And what, <laughs> I, I should have left early myself. But um, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think, like you said, the fans are just a bit resigned now. I mean, we, away from home, this season has been atrocious. Yeah. You know, so I think it's, it's almost like fans are just like, oh, hey, pff, I'm fed up with saying stuff now, you know. Yeah. It's every
1: week. Well, it's interesting. There's that status. There's there's a new level of relentless tedium about Arsenal now. So, James, so, you know, we now replicate the same season year after year after year. And, you know, we go out of Europe early. We lose to Bayern 5-1 or you know and we have some calamitous losses with you know high scoring defeats at clubs we should be easily beating on paper but the new stat today is it's been two years since we beat any of the current top six away two years so now we have a relentless boredom of, of just not being a, if being incapable of beating any of our rivals away and this was yet another example and delusion of people like Josh who predicted what did you predict? <laughs> the tool, tool draw I thought. I mean half-time. how would anyone sit there thinking we, we can win that we're gaming Spurs away but a, that's, unbe- that, for me, that's like a new level of unbelievable frustration, that, that, that mm. fact. And B, the gulf, I mean, the gulf between us was just embarrassing, wasn't it? I mean, I know, it doesn't want, you know, I think it's funny that Spurs fans are trying to wipe away 22 years of, of abject inferiority with this one season, but more worrying I think for, for Arsenal fans genuinely worrying is they just look so much better than right? but
2: it's it's the trajectory of the two clubs I yeah. think that's that's the most sort of um, galling thing from an Arsenal point of view is that you just you look at the, the sort of vibrancy in the team of the manager just the you know the physicality of it the fact that they're building this new stadium and, and they just feel very progressive as a club they've signed all their key players to long-term deals even if they you know Kyle Walker's a lot of chat about him wanting to go in the summer but even if he goes they're going to get a very good price for him and they've got Kieran Trippier waiting in the wings, so they're not necessarily going to be too weakened by that um, and, and you compare that with, with the situation at Arsenal which is I mean you know we talked a lot about um, protests and the protests have got sort of quite a lot of coverage with the sort of flash moments and the images but the biggest sort of protest to me has been the apathy inside the ground I mean uh, you know Leicester there were Probably fifteen thousand empty seats against yeah, Leicester, really, yeah. and there have been empty seats at the last number of home games I can think of. I mean, like thousands of empty seats mm. we're talking about here. Yeah. And okay, there's there's obviously the factor of um, you know, particularly with Leicester, the midweek kickoff, and you know, okay, Leicester not necessarily the most uh, well, high-profile opponent well, they champions. although they are. And it champions. wasn't on
1: TV. I was shocked by how empty it was. I have to say. But it was
2: it was remarkable, and mm. it, and there just and there seems to be a, a, a resignation now that that everybody almost as a the fans, the players, the board even, are just waiting to find out what Arsenal's going to do. Yeah. And then suddenly we can all move on and start to reframe the question. Because at the moment they don't they're just drifting it's just stagnant and drifting
3: just on this thing James you, you, your voice is probably one of the most recognised in terms of watching the press conferences as it, it, trying to ask that question in slightly different ways each time trying to get an answer yeah. are, are you given you know are you getting any from the press officer like not to ask or because he seems to be getting more and more ir- irritated by the question
2: I have a tactic with, with this, which what is, is that it? I turn up about five minutes before the press conference starts, so I can't be briefed oh, one way or the other about it. Because I, I, know, I know that they are they are getting a bit um, miffed about him, constantly getting asked about it. But then the situation's ridiculous, you know. You. you if he's if he's going, I don't know. I think he'll probably stay. I think everybody thinks he'll probably stay. But if he was going, this is a disastrous way to manage it because mm. you could actually change. Even even if they finished outside the top four, even if they lost the FA Cup final, the mood around the place would be different. There would be a much stronger percentage of people prepared to celebrate arson even now mm. because they'd be saying, "All right, it's all ending a bit disappointingly," but let's be honest, what this guy's done, and you know, you frame that way, and people would be looking at the twenty-one years. And not the last six months or the last two or three years or however long your frustration has been with Arsene Wenger they wouldn't be looking at it like that anymore but the, but the, but the situation is, is so frustrating that yeah you, I I spend my Thursday nights, well it's Thursday this week so it'll be tomorrow night, sp- trying to think of a way of asking the same question slightly differently, <laughs> find a new way into it to just sort of uh, try and move the conversation on or just get some some kind of statement on record rather than that ludicrous <coughs> Sir Chips Keswick statement Could, of it will be a mutual yeah. decision at the end of the season which by the way was a, was a statement they put out when he wasn't even in the country oh
1: really what, isn't now the question because now it's May and I do believe um, that Art Wenger said um, he was going to tell us in March-April didn't he? he definitely named March and April in one of he his did. many yeah, 2018 there you go <laughs> so, so now I mean just a little you know my, my tactic I mean I, you're, you're the professional I'm just I, I, I write about you know rubbish tv or good tv sometimes but you you know you surely someone's got to say you told us you said you told us you're going to tell us in march it's now may yeah well it, it, funnily
2: enough he i think a very telling sort of aside was um at the end of the broadcast section there's a breakout for the daily newspapers which is embargoed bargain till ten thirty in the evening cameras are off and it's sometimes it's a little bit more informal because he's mm. obviously aware that what he's saying is not going out straight away and somebody said to him, you know, oh, Arsene, you said it would be the end of the season, then you said it would be March or April, you said the fans would be a factor, but then you said that they wouldn't be the main thing, then you said results wouldn't be a factor, and then you said you hadn't been set Who specific targets. <laughs> and he basically just said, well, like, every time you've asked me something, I've got to give you a different answer. And it and it, it felt a bit flippant and everybody kind of laughed. And yeah. I just, But I sort of went away and thought about that and just thought, I just think he's saying anything now. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was really telling I thought that after the West Brom game when he came out and said I've decided I spoke to people who were very close to him after that who said that he hasn't decided and actually <laughs> that lying. was just something well I think in that instance it was just I just want to say something right. to just move this on and right. just I don't want to talk about this yeah. oh I've decided or when are you going to tell us well I'll be soon and then <laughs> and then it just moves it on but I spoke to people who you know the, the week since then he's I think he's still wrestling with this decision. I think he definitely wants to stay. Of course he does, but I don't think he'll stay at any cost. I think if the whole thing completely unraveled, if they finished sixth and lost the cup final four 0 or what you know, whatever the, the apocalyptic is, let's face it, quite scenario, yeah. I, I I wonder whether even then he might just say, look, okay, fair enough, I'll walk away. Right. I don't I, d- I don't feel like it's hundred percent done. I yeah, think could, he's
3: wrestling with this yeah. a lot more than he would let on. Well, this would support the argument why we don't know yet. Yeah. Well, my theory that's is. the only. Way Way if he well, isn't
1: yeah for sure. my my theory influenced slightly by Alan Alger who said this that, that they were you know they were, that he definitely wants to save for another two years and they effectively have given him a contract for for mm. two years and that they were just <laughs> waiting for the moment to to announce it then they were going to do it after the Wolf game and then you know that was a disaster and then he I think in his mind ever since then he's thought oh i am you know cuz deluded as he is you know in the bubble of his own invent of his own making and and, and the egomaniac i'm being slightly horrible to him but with all due respect <laughs> you know I think he thought obviously I'm going to make sure that we'll have a run of results where I'll we'll, we'll be able to announce it and everyone will be fine with it or at least most people are fine with it but well, he, ro- go on.
2: He will still think that let's say fourth I mean again best case scenario now fourth in the FA Cup or fifth in the FA Cup Really? and I think he'd still really? say well, winning yeah, the FA he'd, Cup. he'd sign it and he'd say right. well what's the problem oh, you know like he's, he likes to reframe <laughs> whenever we put stuff about the protest I mean like, I mean, to be fair it was a bit ridiculous but when those three people turned up at the training ground one of them dressed as you you know, Alexis Sanchez and the other like with his dogs. Yeah. And it was I mean it was a quite farcical scene, but but it was quite effective, I have to say. Yeah. Um you know, it, yeah. he will reframe this as oh well it's just three people and the mm. media make this big thing out of it. Sorry, the media's the make medias, this big thing yeah. out of it. And you're like, Yeah, but it but it fake news. It's there's there's more to it than that. It isn't just three people. There are of uh, okay. I've been I've been along to a lot of these Venger out protests and the no new contract movement. That I'm sure we all know about. And then it's not it's not getting as much traction as they probably thought it might when they set it up. But I just go back to the point I made earlier, which is it's the tens of thousands of empty seats mm. that are the problem mm.
1: you know and, the, and also the, the those visible protests as well kind of you know p- people are saying they're ludicrous and comical and sometimes you know lacking respect and this and the other going ever lacking respect factor and sometimes i think they lack respect as well but and i'm you know i'm not choosing to go out there and protest even though i think you should bloody well go now and certainly tell us what's going on mm. but they do keep it in the news don't they which is Absolutely. what you know as much as the because empty seats are one thing but actually. It's hard to make a story out of just empty, a, a negative, isn't it? There's, n- there's not enough people well, there. Apathy. It's yeah, an apathy. apathy isn't yeah, it? but people yeah. with placards actually amusing sometimes as they are. It's a visible thing. Robbie, I was going to ask you. Was do you think with your audience that? Is there a, is there a, you know what percentage or not percentage but is there anyone left apart from Josh and like one or two stragglers Jeff Arsenal and even Jeff slightly capitulated last time I was on this podcast who else there's positively George and he he's quite demented I don't think it's on about Twitter I'm picking out I'm individuals
3: picking out, I mean, the prominent I pick pro- out individuals or pick them out from our shambles yeah, of the out, performance know, I'm picking
1: them out you know there there are prominent people I follow on Twitter I still Rob, clinging on Robbie right? speaks to a lot more of a broader right so of my question to mid. you is are, do you, are there many of those left.
0: he's still got some support yeah Mm. he still has I'd say I'd say it's like 75 to 80% of people would rather would like a change Mm. and then he's got about a 20% um, support I think what it is is that a lot of fans don't want to see him sacked don't want to see him hounded out so that's why a lot of fans I think are against these protests they don't like the protests and things like that because they do have respect for him and they think to themselves, we don't want to see him hounded out of the club. Hmm. But if you just, I think if you just did a straight poll that said, all right, at the end of the season, he would leave, what, what would you say to that? I think most people would say, yeah, yeah. they'd be happy with that. Yeah. But I think if you say, right, he will be sacked then it, the percentage changes because I mm. think a lot of people still have a lot of respect for him, sure. and don't want to see him handed out of the club that way.
2: And part of the problem here, I mean, just going back to the the protest, is that what what that's doing is that's filling a vacuum that the board have created. Mm. And, and and let you say what you like about Arsene, and and I, and I and I and I get and I support a lot of the criticism of him, but he is. He's being hung out to dry, Definitely. frankly, by the people above him. Mm. I, I, I personally, and I happily go on record saying, I've tried to get Ivan Gazidis several times to come and do a piece... And he won't do it, and it's purely because he doesn't see the relevance of doing it. And you know, Stan Kroenke obviously is a quite a, a distant, removed owner at the best of times. Let alone when when you want some sort of strong leader, strong and stable leadership to coin a popular phrase that's around <laughs> at the moment. Oh, you know, that's but that's what you you know you, you want to see from somebody above him is somebody to okay. If you want him to stay for two years, if this two year contract's been off uh, offered to him several months ago, which I believe it was. Come out and explain why. Mm. Exactly.
1: But do we not suspect, though, that Gazidis has changed his mind and would now like to actually extricate there's, Arsenal from that?
2: I don't know. I don't know whether he's changed his mind to the extent he wants Arsenal to go. But I think he, uh, there's definitely been a, a souring of the relationship mm. between those two over recent weeks. Simply because Ivan's starting to get some of the flak now. Yeah. You know, they they have hidden. Arsenal's a lightning rod for all of it. For the players, mm. for the board, for everybody. Yeah. He takes it all on his shoulders. Mm. and you could say that feeds into the ego, maniacal side of him maybe, but, but it, it, he does absorb a lot of that criticism, and I, and I have to say, if the board really do want him to, to stay, they really should have come out weeks ago, months ago, and said, well, mm. actually, this is why, and, and let's be honest, they've got plenty of ammunition, they can go down the history route, they can go down the fact of, look at the stadium, look at the, the place that he will have in, in, in the history of the club, they could play that card really quite mm. strongly, and, but they haven't done it. Uh, but
0: no, I don't think that card will work right now to be honest no no, no, no yeah. too late, Robbie, right? Robbie but by saying
2: nothing they're
0: giving these no, protests I, the, I, the sort of oxygen that they wouldn't I, otherwise I, I, have I agree with you I, 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 I've been saying this for weeks that the uncertainty you can see it on the pitch right because of all the uncertainty around and um, even if he was staying I think that even a lot of people that want him out would say to themselves you know what he's going to be staying so it does feel like something you know, we're just going to have to like you know, we're to have to swallow it and get behind him for the next season. Oh. It, it
3: does you know, feel like some people's energy is going more on worrying about the manager going than actually backing and supporting our team. And that that is a concern. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's, it's the, two things it it's the biggest flatter. subject,
0: isn't it? It's, a, it's, a, it's the constant subject but I'm all saying, the time. But I understand that, but
3: were it already announced, so were it already announced, even if he was staying, of course, even people that this this no new contract wouldn't be a thing, it could be still be an anti the the manager sort of thing but it it wouldn't be against the the energy has to go back into supporting the team and it has felt flatter not only because there's less people in the stadium but just I don't know I've even felt the away games where you sort of feel we're so strong I don't I just maybe I'm, maybe I'm on Royce it's just felt a little bit quieter there's still just the that atmosphere, sense you know, of the atmosphere, the people but then we the keep team. losing away so when it's invariably well. quiet yeah, when we so. play
1: well at Wembley the semi-final atmosphere was really good wasn't it and, and you know it, this yeah, is down it's to it's as much down to him I think I mean you know to, do you the, not, um, can we move on
3: to blaming some of the players we've done, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the game <laughs> and, like, because that is kind of the problem the reason most fans get very upset this season is due to the sort of performance they've been put too many times like Sunday that's what I'm upset about
1: but the cliche about the players. Players, it is, of course, it's down to the players, but you know, it's 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 down up to the manager. It's undeniably up to the manager to get the best out of the players, isn't it? It's mm. completely, one, you know, there's no getting around that. There's and no. I, feel, getting, I yeah. think on
0: that uncertainty thing, how can we expect Alexis Sanchez and Yeah, Özil and these guys and Ox and that to be talking about signing new contracts when the guy at the top we don't even right. know what's happening with him. I mean, yeah. it's just a I've just looked at this season and it's just looked a total mess. When it comes to Arsenal, we've gone from being a club that's like, always appears to be weird, uh, very yeah. well run, to be a total shambles. You know, when you we, we were saying, James, earlier, when you compare us at the moment to Spurs, mm. Spurs, like you said, they got all of their players signed up on contracts, whether they stay or not, but they've got them signed up, locked down. How many of our players, even at the start of the season, just had 18 months left? on their contract loads of them everybody knows you don't let top quality players contract run down and, and for 18
3: months I agree with that and, and it was because that was asked of thing in one of the press conferences and yeah. he seemed to sort of dismiss that as if it wasn't very important which, which was a bit unusual
2: well he likes to say I mean look, Jack Wilshire why was he ever allowed to, if, if your intention was to keep him why was, you, why was he allowed to go on a season long loan with yeah. two years left without giving him a new
0: deal yeah. yeah. so even if he went like you say if he goes and have a good season he's got one year left he's got loads of options to go where else, wherever he wants to go and he's had a year out of the club and he'll have people mm. in his ear
2: yeah, and yeah, he's, course, he's, just yeah. out, he's outside the bubble yeah. of it Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain we want him to stay haven't offered him a new deal yet Kieran Gibbs we want him to stay on record Arsene Wenger haven't offered him a new deal yet David Espina almost certainly going to leave in the summer was made promises about how much game time he was going to get they haven't well by and large they haven't been kept or not in their entirety anyway he's going to leave in the summer Alexis Sanchez has been offered 300 grand a week it's quite a complex package but all in it's worth Hmm. that if you know he hits the bonuses and the targets and the image rights and all that he hasn't signed it yet Meza Ozil's been offered north of 250 grand a week. You're talking about the top dollar. They're not, yeah. This isn't Arsenal losing yeah. players because they're not paying the wages. Yeah. This is Arsenal yeah. threatening to lose players because they don't know who the manager's going to be and they think the club's going
1: backwards. We'll, Those are the bigger problems. Absolutely. We'll talk more about this, uh, the actual game after this break.
0: Such as Mr. George Decay Star
1: tricking across the universe
0: For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio Available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier And from GeekTown.co.uk
1: And we're back from the break Just before we talk about the game in, in gory detail Um... This thing that this this instability and everything again, I have to re-emphasize. It's down. I mean, I agree with you about the club hanging out to dry. But really, if you, isn't the bigger picture? If you stand back from everything, the blatantly obvious point which you made right at the beginning: if he just announced he was leaving, not that he was staying, if he announced the obvious thing that he should do, as any rightful man in that position would do after a bad season and the club and, and the and the performances are in decline, we're getting worse, not better, is to leave the club, he's not. He should. Well, you look at me like I'm mad. This is sorry, Josh. This is why what do you think ninety percent of professional pundits and pretty much you know eighty percent of fans at least I reckon think he should do is just tell us he's going to go. We can celebrate. He doesn't his want to go. He doesn't want There's to go. Not, he shouldn't have that. Be able to make that. Decision. Well, he uh, should get rid of his ego. Of course, of course he doesn't want to go. But he's got. He's got to sit down and look at himself and go. Why am it's I? It's never going to happen. What, that's outrageous, isn't but it? But should, it shouldn't be him making the decision anyway. how bad would you have to
3: be? You, I mean, you, you enjoy your job at heat. But you know, but I'm doing a good job years. at my job. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I would say so. But there might be people... I mean, it gets to the point where you, you the love the job.
1: Per- he's, he hasn't got the maturity and the wisdom. He's supposed to be the most intelligent man in football to sit there and look at things coldly and objectively and go, I am not managing this club as well as other people could do anyway. He can't see that. I think if, it, if there's that's one, bad, one bad season... You're, everyone's deflecting onto the club and that's fine and of course ter- I hate Kroenke and Gazidis you know all of this but when it comes down to the players it's his, it's his fault isn't it you can't avoid that Josh. of
3: course this season it's been a massive disappointment and for various factors we've been very very poor does that mean that Is definitely going to happen Next season Where he's where oh, he a stay? I don't I think it automatically means what it and I What think... element of our Incredibly stale Decline Look, Is so that you think What do you see In this situation You think Oh it's going to get better
1: What? What is it What? Well, you you were quite
3: bubbly Last week We sort of proved That you, you know can go and win Still oh, win no, a big game We won
1: game. Game. a game in the cup Yeah of course I'm bugging, right. like We got to the cup final But it's it doesn't not, change it's
3: not impossible. It doesn't change The obvious point That Wenger has completely
1: Lost all power And effectiveness As a manager What of do we say Mourinho became totally totally
3: incapable of being a good manager after yeah, of yeah. Chelsea yeah that's why they got rid of him well because they came 10th because it was a but disastrous run season run on a different concept with, with an owner that yeah, has no interest in club, making yes, money we're yes, the only we're, club that has okay, this okay fine I, I don't think it's an automatic decision that you know he leaves after the, the worst season after in, in 21 that he's had I, I don't our, think that's automatic. I think
0: our concept needs to change the, our concept, we need to change our 100%. concept needs to be that we want to win
3: right right
0: and at the moment It doesn't seem like we have that mentality at the club where we want to win, and I I don't think it should be down to Arsene Wenger to make that decision either. There should be people. I agree with James. He's been hung out to dry, Mm. but also there's people above him. They're in charge. But you're. But you. They're in charge. They should be making the decision and saying either you're staying or you're going. But it shouldn't, just, be, it shouldn't mean
1: a manager. What other club? Oh, no, it's ridiculous. But that is our reality, isn't it? That, you're right, it's ridiculous and absurd. But you said before quite that a lot of fans don't want to see him sacked. Well, it's either. Either they've got to sack him, or he's got to somehow have a moment of reality yeah. and realise it's time to go. Lot and it's people, like we're in lot, this hell. It's like of, we're in, we're in a purgatory, aren't we? Yeah, a lot of fans
0: didn't want to see Ranieri sacked either. And at the time when they made the decision... You know, a lot of fans were upset. A lot of people in the media were saying it was very disrespectful and that, but look what they've done since. So, um, I mean, somebody upstairs has to be, have the balls to make a tough decision. Either way, it's going to be... A tough, tough decision. What, what? This
3: Ranieri example. Just sorry, James. This Ranieri example. Hundred percent, they were right to fire him because the expectation of Leicester at the beginning of the season was not that they would be heading for relegation, and they were hundred percent going down with Ranieri. They, their expectation was to come seventh or eighth at the beginning of the season. They were seventeenth, eighteenth by the time they went through. Our expectation at the able of season was probably third, fourth. We are currently sixth. We will probably finish fifth. Like, yes, it has been a, a very bad, you know, a very bad season by our standards by Wenger's Is there by Wengers? We, we can't beat a top 16 in two years away? Look it, it, were, we to, it have, we, lose were we to have twice beaten twice one, one, of one of the it? top teams that we lost all the bottom team. ultimately it's an amount of points and I think we'll end up fifth and it, it, is it that we're it, playing unbelievably uninspired and boring football? Is that the We've largely played poor football. I don't think that automatically. Is it, next it that he can't year, see he can't that turn it around. Louis still, still our number one choice? It's I right hope here. there's a clear Incapable. out. We agree. I hope. I hope there's a clear out. So you of too think, many even despite players. all of
1: that, he should still stay? You really think he yeah. should yeah. still stay? Yeah. Yeah. What no, this? But, but,
2: but what I think what this comes down to is: it, what do you aspire to be? Mm. If you aspire to be a Champions League club, then he stays because he's done that nearly every year, and this year he's just missed out. Or will probably just probably. miss out. <laughs> yeah. If your aspiration is to win the league, then I don't see how he can. Or just so. compete for them. And league. honestly, I say that with such a heavy heart because mm. I, I, you know, I, I covered a club for, for ten years and I've sit opposite in most weeks and I we're not friends or anything like that. But you get to know somebody <laughs> over that period of time and yeah. you want them to do well, you know. And, uh, but uh, you know, put it this way: Would you trust him with hundred million pounds to go and spend it wisely this summer? That's often an acid test of a manager when they, say you get to December, November, and you've got a team that's struggling in the bottom six, and they're going to spend in January. You say, do you trust that manager to go and spend the money to improve the team overnight? And quite often, that's a judgment call. Mm. Now, the money that they spent last summer, Granit Xhaka, Mustafi, Lucas Perez, in my opinion, three abject failures, and that's nearly 90 million quid. Now... If you're talking about what Arsenal need this summer, they probably need a centre-back, a centre-midfielder and a centre-forward, which Mm. is exactly what they bought last summer. What does that say about the manager and the recruitment
1: policy of that club at the moment?
2: That they need to go and do exactly Mm. what they did last summer Mm. again.
1: I don't even think, I don't even trust him to realise that we need those players. I think he's so, you know, in in such a weird bubble of his own making, he probably thinks they're not disasters, those uh signings. I mean, Perez seems to have been full stone. That's what a lot of people say, which is why he's not picking him. Go on, Robbie. No, I
0: was saying a fan said to me the other day, would he be in charge at any other Top no, European club. It's not even
1: a question. With his recent record, no, of course not. But the whole. The only club, I say this every week: we're the only club in the world that would let a manager. It's a performance in the last, not only this season, that would still retain him. It's the only situation in the world. And I, here's my point: I think you and I'm not. You know, I feel bad that you're here as a staunch defender. I admire <laughs> it in some ways, but all of those people I mentioned, those reasons I was naming them, is because I find it fascinating. But I do. I think the only reason why a, a now small minority of arsenal fans are still loyal to him and still think he should carry on is sentimentality and i like almost like, i think if they admit that so i think if they admit that if i if i you know i was sentimental about him until about 2 or 3 years ago you know i used to argue with dan Baldwin on this podcast going about 5 years you know dan think dan thought he should go 5 years ago now I, now i think that People are clinging on to him because they love and respect what he's done. They, You know, as you mm. say, James, you know, he's a, he's a great man in so many ways, despite all the things I've said about him. You know, people, human beings are complicated. What? But, my, to just finish this point, like you can come out and say, say, for sentimental reasons, he should be able to do what the hell he wants to do. That, I think that's what it comes no, down to. No, that's not I think, what it is. I, think, well, I think it is for a lot of people. I think subconsciously we? or consciously, I feel they just think, look... He's done so much. He's given us possibly, probably the greatest manager in history of Arsenal. So let him just do what the fuck he wants. No, and I respect I, that position because, yeah, it's, it's, it's sometimes sentimental. I do like it. It's fine. But you, you genuinely telling me that you think he could do a better
3: job <laughs> as manager of Arsenal than, you know, than the Allegri Simeone. We don't know. What I would say is were we to have a repeat next season were he to stay and we were to be you know as disappointing next season I think that would the be the fifth tight, in a row no, no I right. think this season has been worse I, I definitely feel this is which will be proved one by our league position and two our inability to, to win away from home in, in you know any of these big games you, you've mentioned I think were we to repeat like next season with as disappointing as this has been, then I think that would probably be time. Would you sack him? I think him? he deserves a, a...
0: Would you sack him then? Because if he had a two-year contract,
3: yeah,
0: he'd he, d- he then probably turn around and say, yeah, well, potentially, I, I, think, I always see out my no, no, deals. No, no. I don't think he's so unsack- you, I don't think he should be unsackable.
3: I think if were we 10th, were we like, like Chelsea done, where we, you know, th- been that far off a pace and, and completely, then, yeah, of course he is sackable. I don't think the fact that he's been there for 21 years makes him totally unsackable. But I think what he's done... And I think, you know, give him, he deserves a year to sort of put it right next year.
2: Well, there is another position the club could take then in that case, which is a sort, a sort of a middle ground, which is that instead of giving him a two-year deal, you give him a one plus one deal. And basically what that means is you give him a year and you say, and you can make this as harsh as you like, you can say you've got one year, you, if you win the Premier League or you win the Champions League, you get your second year. If you don't, you're gone. Or top two, or hmm. semi-finals, or whatever targets you want to set. Top four. But he ha- You know, I said to him a few weeks ago, when the stuff with Ivan Gazidis came out about Catalyst for Change, and, you know, there was sort of a momentum behind the scenes, and you could tell it was souring a bit in the boardroom about how bad results were going. I said, so have they set you any targets? He said, no. He bri- almost bristled at the suggestion that somebody yeah, would yeah. set him targets. you think, well, surely somebody would have said to you... I mean, OK, if it's up in the but air... But I think he top wants
1: Top four... That. You've got to be in the top four. Sure. Why has
2: nobody said that? I to think he'd him? be offended. You've got to win the cup? Because
1: my answer to that is, I think he'd be offended by that. I think he's so he has such mm. an elevated opinion of himself. He invent, He thinks he invented the club. He said it. You know, he said mm. those words. I. You know, I think he's reached. And it's tragic. It's a, it's like a tragic character of Shakespearean character. I think he's reached a level of um, such unreality about himself that he would be offended if they tried to impose those things on him. I think he'd be, he's annoyed by the idea well, that he, he should be given a director of football yeah, or a strong, that. you know, number two and, and this, that and the other. He's absolutely outraged by the whole idea. Anything less than he's got at the moment, which is all-consuming power, like the fucking dictator that he is, he would be offended by. And that, I mean, I so that's, again, why I blame him more than I blame even... Even the owner and, the, and the, all those but
0: people... I, I blame the owner for that. And I blame the people in
1: charge. Well, they enable him. Yeah.
0: They should be saying to him, you haven't got a choice in it. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. Right? Like a lumpy. If you're going to stay, this is the new terms and conditions. This is the new Arsenal What we're going to have. And if he turns around and says, well, no, nah, sorry, I don't want a new number two. I don't want a director of football. Then you have to walk. Somebody's got to be in charge. Who's in charge up there? Of course. I don't understand it. I've I've never seen nothing like it. (laughs) No, no. where you know, no one knows.
1: It It is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It's. it's, I think Ron
0: knows years back where he owned the club and managed. Uh, (laughs) that's probably the only. Well, I've never seen nothing like this where nobody has got the Kahuna's to make a decision at that club. No, apart and you know and. He has to... He does everything. He takes all the flack for the player. I, th- I think the other day it was quite interesting, uh, Crystal Palace is where... That was the first time I saw when the fans turned on the players. Yeah, yeah. They didn't get on Wenger's case that night. It was the players. You're not fit to wear the shirt. Mm. And then since that game, I've seen a little change. We saw the three at the back. Mm. Some people suggesting that it was the players who suggested that. You know, I mean we've seen the players themselves trying to try harder. But definitely, I mean... It's a mess at the moment. The whole season yeah. so, has been a mess, and hence why you got fans going to Tottenham. And at the end of it, they just resigned to the fact. Resigned, that oh, it's just yeah. another away lost. We just a, yeah. we weren't going to beat them in the first place
1: on, on the on the game and on the on the um, the Josh point about the players. You know, blaming the players. I mean, so that one, and, and and the system change to the three at the back because a lot of people. You know, Ian Wright I think points out every week whenever he's, he's on, pundits on most after games on whatever channel that actually the three at the back. Didn't really work ever because we conceded loads of chances in, mm. in all of the games, really, and even even in the semi final. Really, I think when you think about it, we were playing really well, particularly in the second. First off, we could have easily gone three 0 down, you know, and been out of it. It was like we rode our luck, didn't we? Well, they were- and, and and I think I don't think the three of the back has changed much in terms of our defence. And what, the only thing that has changed is, to me, in the semi-final, the whole team pulled together eventually in that second half and particularly started playing well when he got rid of Giroud up front, mm. but Alexis up front, and I still go on and on, as I have done every week, why is he persisting with Giroud up front? It's so miserable the Well, depressing. Danny,
2: Danny if in a three-four-three, three,
1: Danny Welbeck should be playing through the oh, middle. Oh, God, I it's, mean... But Alexis through and the, the middle of the first few months of the season but, uh, was much better than what we've got now.
2: Yeah, I, well, I agree with that. I, I, I mean, I, I wrote a piece last week about three-four-three three that... Um, you know, it, it, he's he's brought it in because he thinks it prioritises defensive stability, and it has made them a little bit more compact. But they rode their luck at Middlesbrough. They rode their luck at City. That Aguero yep. goal should have stood in the first half, yep. they hit the post, they hit the bar. Um, you know, they had their chances. Um, but going forward, I still don't think that whether it's a a, a tight two like Spurs play. Or a three-four-three or three with the two playing slightly further out wide, like they do at Chelsea. I don't think that gets the best out of Özil and Sanchez. I, uh-huh. I don't think we've seen the best uh-huh. of them in that system. And Giroud, I mean, uh, clearly this is a bugbear of yours, but you know, Giroud through the middle just is completely incompatible with trying to play on the break. I don't, I don't unless you're saying we're going to hit him. If you're going to hit him early and try and get runners off him, then I understand that. But then that's not what they do. They try and play through the middle. In yeah. which case, I don't understand yeah. what he possibly. Oh. And I don't actually think that's his fault. I just don't. No, it, I that, don't blame him either. I blame play, him.
1: Not the way that they placed to a skill set. What other manager would pick Giroud against Spurs? I think mean, against any, anyone, it's he's so. It's just it depresses me so much. That thing alone, seriously. That um, um, Darren Arsenal um, quoted a brilliant. I don't even know where this is from, but this this someone wrote a thing about Giroud's performance. Giroud was not just static, he was inert, stopped, gummed to the spot. Erstal's first choice orthodox centre-forward is often described as providing a physical presence. It's hard to imagine a less bruising, less imposing, more glossily, soft touch professional athlete in a contact sport. I thought that was such a, I, I'm sorry I think it's Barney He Rona, is fucking useless Was that Barney Roney? I, th- I think Brilliant. so yeah. yeah You know He is literally useless He's not only useless He's actually a negative I think he makes us play worse Because mm. everything slows down Try and involve him somehow He can't even fucking head the ball Particularly well I don't think I, mean, I, I, I think he's a massive negative And he's persisting with him And the most important part of the season I think, I think you've been a little bit harsh No um, I don't think I, no, I think you, you have I don't um, think it's possible To be enough harsh I, enough I, I completely
3: When I was in the car with Ricky And we were going to the game And we saw the team come through we, we we'd both concluded that Welbeck must be starting today we we were shocked it felt like a negative kind of maybe an acceptance of a tough game. if we can get a draw here you know hold it it, it seemed negative <coughs> and also you know it does seem unbelievable that we you know here you know Monreal has been perhaps one of the better performers in the recent weeks in the system and on the left and, and suddenly we were you no, know redoing this team holding? to get why Gibbs in the whole thing was a Bit of an odd. Ob- yeah. yeah. Was it surprising when you were in the press room there, James, to see the team come well, in like that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only thing I'd say is that he ha- he has said that that, that Danny Welbeck is. Carrying a little bit of an injury, insofar as that uh, you know he's just not training 100 percent at the moment.
0: And Rob Holding not play. Uh, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. what's yeah. happened to He came he in and did really he was well. Excellent. he yeah.
3: when, when he looked better at two million than our 30 yeah. million pound defender yeah, well, well, at points well, what, a season.
0: Well, and then we ain't
2: seen him since. Just and Monreal, do you remember when Monreal there was a spell when
3: Monreal played at centre after yes. the back four, Swansea? Yeah. Swansea, yeah. Away. remember? Yeah. yeah
2: uh you're not great <laughs> yeah, no, and and actually seen? and actually was thriving in that wing back yeah. role and I remember did yeah. a, did a, a little piece on it for the website after the semi final that you think oxen Two players yeah. who've kind of... I mean, Monreal's dipped a little bit this season, is not he? I think, I think Kieran gives us a little bit you know, unfairly treated to not get maybe a bit more game time this season. But, um, you know, Monreal and Ox in those wide positions were great
1: against City. Really mm. made that system work. Yeah. And you move yeah. them
2: around. And then you move yeah. them around.
1: <laughs> and, and, and people say, you know, it's not his... Fo- you know, people say, should you should still carry on. But these decisions are so crass and so bizarre. And that people say, oh, who are we? Twitter pundits, even football journalists you know, to criticise the great man, what do we know? But we clearly know, right now, no one else in the world would have chosen that team. And in fact, I'm not saying once after the event, I'm saying everyone looked at the team and thought, what the fuck is he playing at? And it's for that reason we're, alone, we're it's not over. Even, one of the things we used to hold on to was that we played
0: great football. Oh,
1: of course, yeah.
0: And at the moment, oh. we're not even playing great football no. no more. I mean, I I can't tell the last game that I could look at and well, say, like last, brilliant football, free-flowing we, but we can't City, even hold on to that no more.
1: But in the semi-final, we started to, didn't we? Like in, that, in the second half against City, and you, particularly, as I say, when Alexis was... When Welbeck came on. When Welbeck yeah. came on, and yeah. he shifted it around a yeah. bit. For the first time in months, you're right, and he, like, he can't see that. Like For me, that's the indictment of him, that he can't see that we finally played really well with that, that team selection against a major, major team, a really good team, and he reverts to this bullshit lineup. But
0: There used to be we played some great football, and then maybe we get done sucker-punched by teams. So. It's not even that no more. We're not playing good football no more. No. You know, we're just...
3: No, I agree.
1: It
0: feels like it's we're... very, very poor at the moment. I don't think there's been a convincing...
2: Somebody will probably tell me I'm wrong here, but I don't think there's been a convincing 90-minute display since the 3-0 against Chelsea. And when was that? September? October? <laughs> Yeah, hmm. I just I yeah. I, I can't I can't remember. Yeah, Lincoln, right? yeah, yeah but <laughs> I mean, I, mean, yeah, exactly. I, I, just, I can't. But even then, they took forty minutes to score against Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I can't I can't remember coming away from a game thinking, God, actually, maybe maybe they are going to turn yeah. the corner. Maybe and maybe, that's you know. the that,
1: that's the point, isn't it, Josh? <laughs> That, you know, it's <laughs> not that you can, you can be pernickety about, oh, you know, we might finish fifth, one position lower than our expected or whatever. And you might say, oh, you know, we're, gonna get to, we're in the cup final, we might even win it, who knows. Hmm. But the harsh reality is that, isn't it? It's that we haven't played well, hardly at all, since that one game against Chelsea, one half against City. We can't play attractive football. Everyone knows exactly what we, how we're going to perform, and it's pathetic and predictable. That's the indictment of him, isn't it? How
3: can we carry on with that? Well, of course it's been disappointing this season. Like we, We've played very poorly in, in, a, in a load of games. does that mean, you know, I, I, I think if ever we're going to see a reaction in terms of, you know, for so many years, his biggest weakness I think has been holding on to, to players that perhaps are, are not quite the level and he has too much faith and there's sort of this hope that they will get to the level needed to really play and be a part of an Arsenal team that can challenge for a title. My only hope is if we do fall out of the top four, which it looks very likely, is that there is a real clear out? You uh, think he's going to do that? I, I, what evidence is well, there for that? It almost feels like there might be one last drop Maybe if there is this kind of well, you think one he's year deal with James Ox and
1: Giroud and all these people, you really think so? I think so? a
3: fair number of no, them will have why. to go. Yeah, he, I, he's defending them to the hilt. I don't think he'll just. He, he can't just press play again next season. I think even he won't press play. And, and look, James's point about trusting him to spend the money on last year's evidence—you'd you'd worry. You'd certainly worry. On the other oh, hand, God, yeah. does that mean he's totally incapable now of getting it right? Yes. Where we to have one more year, I don't think he's no. totally. Incapable boy, <laughs> I don't think he's totally capable. He's... I think there's one more year, and, and were we to, but what are to, you to, to seeing?
1: What, what, what sorry to, around, to ask this again, but what is anyone seeing in anything he's said, Look done? The, it's horrible. Any decision club, making, no, 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 answer this question. Don't just keep saying, What, what do you see? What are you seeing that we no one else is seeing that you think he can, he can change it? His change the way he goes about things. That, what's, what's the evidence?
3: I think in terms of I, I look at like our two world class players who, who should be on the pitch. Like if you just you know if you if you came down at the you know and had been away for the last eight months and went well that's Arsenal's team that's Man United. You have sort of been away since all you've been in a coma. You <laughs> yeah. would not possibly think we'd we'd be. I don't think you think we'd be where we are. And therefore, I think there's so many players that have been so far below the level that we could expect them. I think o- Ozil's attitude of late has been you know so bad. I, I think an ozel you know to playing to sort of. Uh, you know, looking like someone that wants to be there. I, right. he doesn't want to be there. I think right. there's too so many players you, that, who don't do want to be think, there. So he has to so unfortunately to... we've got to stumble towards the end of this season. And if we could somehow stumble into top four, brilliant. But I don't think we will. And you think Wenger's the one to get more out of him so this must be No, I decline... don't think he'll be there next year. I don't think he'll be there next year. Who Oh, oh! So, but
1: that's um, so you haven't come up. You are still so your answer to what's the evidence that you might change change is that he's allowed. Alexis I think the players have, to the decline players that, massively
3: and be useless. The twat. players that we've now got there is not a group of people that are going to uh, fight for each other. And he's got it wrong. He's managed to assemble a squad that are not quite capable of, of changing properly. Is he ruthless enough to make the changes?
0: Is he we r- don't no. is he ruthless enough to say? sorry Aaron Ramsey no. um, we're going to move you on well, there's a few of them um, Sorry, sorry we're well, going to have to make some I mean no, no I, way I, I all these players are going into the last year
3: of their contract I don't,
0: Josh I don't know if he's ruthless enough of course not. to cut certain players like Aaron Ramsey maybe like a Fia Walcott you know guys like this that he says right you've been here for a long time well if he stays he has to I can't see him but but I, like, I, don't, I just don't. know from James, a business you know, point of
3: view, which is what we are. There's no way they're all going to like all go for free the season after. From a business point of view, they're, you know they'll all be entering a final year. They're not all going to stick around the club. Some will have to go.
2: Well, I, I mean, the club have taken what is obviously a negotiating position with a lot of players. Like, I mean, Giroud, Marseille keen on Giroud. There's a host of clubs queuing up to sign Sanchez. Really interestingly not the case with Meza Herzil, by the way. Who was, just think is is I mean surprised though. He's been offered over two hundred and fifty grand a week. Where that is he going to get that isn't
1: it? anywhere What's else? Harry K- is it true that Harry Kane's on like hundred? They're something? all, they're all on. what the, fractions. does that Fractions.
2: It's incredible. Daniel Levy. Two words. You know, it's a remarkable setup they've got. I mean, not, that I should can say that on this podcast. They but it, but, it, but, uh, yeah. but what they've done is is incredible to keep them. Whether they can keep them beyond the summer, when the big, the the, the, the world's biggest clubs come calling, that's another matter. But. Um, no, no,
1: still, I, I, still, some people defend Erzul because it's you know, just to mention him a bit, I still saw some people going, Oh, you know, we still don't notice it, you know. There was some and d- why criticize him with I'm like, I'm so wonderful. I, I, do,
0: I do feel sorry sometimes for Erzul in the fact that he doesn't have that striker in front of him. That sure. you know, a lot of times, oh. I, a lot of times, I watch Erzul closely, yeah. And if you notice, he most of his passes seem to go to Alexis. He's yeah. like he doesn't yeah, yeah. trust the other players. Oh, of course, yeah. And well, if you had like an Aguero or somebody like yeah. in front of him, I think that would bring out a bit because I, I don't think Urzil's was a guy who stamps his authority on a game. But I think if he's got players around him of the right quality, you see the best of Urzil. And at the moment, he just doesn't have that. That's I think a, that's, a really that's, good... a, that's a
2: great point. Yes. And because and, <laughs> if you go to if you go on YouTube, there's a video of all of his assists for Real Madrid, and you look how many of them are. Um, providing through balls to runners when he's got runners ahead of him when he's got pace ahead of him yeah. he's a different player because he's, you know. he's, he's by definition defenders yeah. are backing off because they've, got to, mark, they've, they've got to mark the runners yeah. and he's got any, you know, he's, we all know how good a, a passer of the ball he is when he's got those people going ahead of him and he can play those kind of passes it, that's when you see him at his best when he plays Giroud there
1: yeah, he, he, well, he doesn't think, make those I, runs I think both Alexis and Ozil must sit there must be there in the middle of games thinking why is he giving us this twat, Giroud up front to play with it's an outrage and honestly I'm not exaggerating I genuinely think that's an issue for both of them they're lumbered, you know, these two world class players and they're lumbered with this fucking useless lump up front that they have to deal with, I think it's offensive to them, to them genuinely and you know honestly I, I don't think there's any defence I think the only defence of Ozil is that he must be frustrated he was kicking doors, it wasn't he? Well, James he wrote about
3: this in, in the paper, which I which I read on, on, on the way over. But it just seemed his. I don't know if you noticed James or Robbie, like from the way in, he seemed frustrated the whole game and much more than usual. There were there were definitely times when even like the right ball had been played by by other members of the team, and he was still like shaking his hands and angry. There was a moment where you know Gibbs had an opportunity when he was in the box to get it, and Ozel with the back post he ended up actually kicking the post. I don't think it really got picked up. Anyway, you know he really slammed the the post. You know it was it was there was something about it all day, and it does feel like you know a man going well you know not everyone else is on my level this is all, almost beneath me that you know certain players are on this team with me barney Roney is very funny about um <laughs> he also said because there's so there's
1: the story Mosul Urzel kicked a door in anger a white heart lane and barney R- Roney wrote the door didn't notice because the door is a football philistine okay, and it's true there's this whole myth about him that, you know only the purists notice how brilliant he is so we're all idiots but now that is just not the case is it no well, massively the,
2: the bottom line is he's your club record signing he's, yeah. he costs 42.4 million pounds I mean there aren't many more expensive players in the world than him so he I'm afraid is judged by the standards of, of players in that echelon yeah. which are that you go and grab the big games
1: and you make the difference mm. and he doesn't do it often enough as we wind down this uplifting <laughs> chat about Arsenal um, we have to think to um, another, another game, tough game on um, Sunday against May United at home, and Wenger versus Mourinho. Oh God! I mean, again, uh, you me know, somebody
2: who will no doubt love to nail their final, put the final nail yeah. in the coffin of the top four hopes for Arsenal. I mean, he's um, he's never lost to Wenger in twelve Premier League meetings; he's only lost one of sixteen, I think it was, and that was a Community Shield, <laughs> yeah. 2015. And even that's another
0: terrible record, isn't it?
2: And you know, and you know what he's going to do. Mm. You know already. I mean, mm. they play El Tavigo. Uh, on Thursday night, so they're gonna be tired, but more over than that, they're gonna come and they're gonna sit deep and they're gonna try and nick a goal and, and it'll be it'll be nil nil or, or one nil either yeah. way, I think.
1: I think he could play, you know, like the, he said he, he said he might have to play the under twenty threes, didn't he, or something in, in a game at the end of the season because of their fixture pile. I think he could play like the under seventeens and they'd get a result at Arsenal. Mm. Right now. I think they you know I think he could do whatever the fuck he likes and he would find a way of avoid certainly but, uh, not letting I, I us I win.
0: Think, I think maybe at Arsenal we at home We've got more of a chance of beating them. I mean, away from no chance away. Psychologically, some issue diabolical. there. At yeah. uh, Old Trafford, at, though, at home, weird, mental strength. At home, I, I feel that we could win that game. I mean, I know we've Do got. Do you think? A are you r- saying
1: we will? <laughs> I said,
0: I think that we can. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to nail you down <laughs>
2: because because everything's there. They've yeah. Arsenal have had a clear week. United yeah. are knackered. Yeah. They they got, they've got a oh, lot yeah. of
0: defenders missing. They've got yeah. a lot of injuries. Yeah. They'll have played like 72 now, hours it? earlier. No.
2: Everything Absolutely. should be there. Totally. I
0: always remember that game last season oh, when yeah. it was a similar thing, and we yeah. went to Old Trafford. And I remember I was standing right by the coaches, and somebody said, "Robbie, look at United's team." Right, and I looked on his phone, and I said. This is the day, man. They're getting done. Look at this team, man. It's all kids. Marcus Rashford. Who's this Rashford geezer? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But he has... I mean, to me, games like Sunday are very important in that if he is turning a court, or if he is going to show us signs, like you said, boy, that he's... Gonna, he, he's capable of changing yeah. or so capable any of, term- of life. Yeah. any evidence yeah. we need to see that on Sunday we like do. that game against City yeah. there was fans that I spoke to after the game that they were saying to me well at least I can see yeah. a change I saw a more solid team today and we beat Man City a top team it's a very important game on Sunday You know, I think if we don't win that game and that's a draw or something the calls for him to go are going to increase again well they,
2: well they will because I mean for many people the ship's already sailed but basically mm, yeah. if he's got any chance at all of convincing people that he should carry on next season he's got to win that game he's got to get him in the top four and he's probably got to win
1: the cup final yeah. so what's going to happen what score prediction Josh from Sunday uh,
3: 1-0 to Arsenal James 0-0 <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Mourinho oh.
2: Mourinho stalemate Oh, miserable
3: Two
0: uh, one, I'm going to thanks, Arsenal,
1: Robbie. I 2, don't know why. Two one to Arsenal. Two
0: one, I'm going to Arsenal because we're playing at home, because we're sort of winding okay. down towards the end of the season. It's going to be a massive game.
1: Okay, I say one all. Yeah, and on that uplifting note, thanks so much to Robbie and James and Psychic Josh, and we'll be back next Monday probably. Yeah, is that right? Yes. Thanks very much. Bye. This is a playback media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone tech.com to find out how.
0: If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for The Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week. the whistleblowers.net and it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one
2: sports social podcast network hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino. coincidence I think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumbacasino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere